Hi, with Walt Workout, back again for the second time. How you doing, my man? What's up? Doing great, my man. Just crushed a workout. Now hopping on a podcast. So how are, I have to ask, how are things in Seattle right now? Because I know this past year, man, it's been, it's been so crazy. Like, obviously, because everything that's going on, but I've heard so much about depression. I've heard so much about, like, people being tired of being inside. I've heard people, you know, financial problems. I've heard uh, even the, obviously, the main people who work out a lot, you know, they can't mm-hmm. go to the gym, so maybe they'll do cardio in, in um, around the house, or maybe they have some some equipment at home. But there has definitely mm-hmm. been, like, a lot of depression and, like, kind of, like, more you know, people want to get out. I feel like now I feel like we're ready to get back to normal life. So how is it like over there in Seattle right now? Seattle's pretty conservative. We actually as of uh, May 3rd, we possibly could be going backwards in the uh, in the process of getting things back to quote unquote normal. Um, I didn't get that. The the depression aspect is I think that was just Siri talking to me. Yeah, I was like, uh, right. <laughs> Go ahead. the the depression aspect of uh the whole experience in the past year um i believe part of everyone kind of had some sort of depression to a certain extent because you, we were all limited to what we can do we had to adapt we had to we couldn't see the people we cared about you know we couldn't socialize how we normally could so um i think the depression aspect here was similar to everywhere else, but during those rainy seasons, man, it, it can definitely get to you because it doesn't allow you to kind of step out of that comfort zone, which is primarily your home, right? And something that I strive to do all the time is the get outside, there's so many trails in Washington, so many hiking locations, so many ways to just go outside and just embrace nature and getting oxygen in your body and just working out outside as well. So for me personally, um, I saw this past year as an opportunity to challenge myself and to inspire others to challenge themselves as well by stepping out of their comfort zone and doing things that they normally don't usually do. For example, body weight training, you know, going on hikes, uh, doing some more strategic high intensity cardiovascular training, you know, things like that. Um, you know, starting up a podcast like you did, yeah. you know, start recording videos, you know, you name it, like going after your passion is primarily what I was pushing for in the past year and has helped myself and has helped the people that I've coached and the people around me as well. So uh, that's kind of what's been going on in Washington in the past year. Uh, Is it still locked down at the moment or what are the current restrictions right now? So gyms are open. uh, Restaurants are open. um, Pretty much people are able to have access to things in limited capacity mm-hmm. however recently we had a massive jump and spike in cases and things might be going in the opposite direction we'll find out this week 
When you, when you um, say that, what do you mean? What are the proposed uh, plans that might happen if y'all go backward? What exactly does that mean? So uh, even tighter restrictions on capacity, possibly certain things closing down. Not quite sure what's going to happen, to be honest. Um, but all I know is that we don't have control of what happens, but we have control of how we respond. So I'm fully prepared and ready to respond in that direction that's going to push me forward in life. So I know a lot of people have been responding by going to different states. <laughs> I know that was one of my responses because here in, in Vegas right now, the current restrictions are they just increased to 80% capacity. And there's a mm -hmm. ton of people coming in. I guess they're tired of staying home. They're tired of staying in their city. Typically, it's from California. We get a lot of people coming in. But we did just uh, open the reopen the saunas again. And I'm pretty sure you have a lot of people that are like sauna fanatics that, you know, you train and stuff like that. Like myself. Oh, yeah, my I, girlfriend's a sauna fanatic. It's all yes. she talks about. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, I was so glad when it happened because, um, you know, I, I have problems sweating as it is. And I think that, um, remember how, because we had a talk conversation like a couple weeks ago. And I was telling you, like, I was kind of feeling a little down and stuff like that. And I think it was because I think I just kind of had a steady buildup of toxins or something like that in my body. And usually I would go to the sauna to release them because I had, like, massive brain fog. And I was like, this is not normally who I am. So mm -hmm. uh, the sauna's opened. I spent, like, an hour in there. I hopped in the jacuzzi. Dude, I felt so amazing afterwards. So I'm so glad that they're open. But Man, I'm glad that helped, bro, because, like, like you said, sometimes we just don't know what's causing you know our issues but the thing is you had the self-awareness to know that something is not normal and you made the effort to figure out a way to circumnavigate it so um i'm glad you were able to pull that off bro unless you know you're still feeling a little foggy now man are you are you <laughs> uh a little bit but it's probably my fault because i drank yesterday so <laughs> so i will go with a little hangover but you know <laughs> but yeah so Anyway, getting into you, man, let's talk about you, because that's really why we're here. We're talking about fitness. We're talking about health. We're talking about positivity, because you are obviously one of the most positive guys that I know. And I tell you this all the time, especially when we're on the phone. I'm like, man, how can you be so positive? I, I don't because I'm positive, too, but you're just like on a whole other level, man. So so what what keeps you going in that positive mindset? What keeps you? Obviously, I'm sure uh you know being in the gym that helps a lot as well i'm pretty sure you know you and i we read a lot of the same similar books and listen to the same people uh stuff like that how do you manage to, to keep your positivity up your energy up and what do you do when you're feeling down so big thing for me is i always practice gratitude mm. and i've literally trained myself to constantly think about gratitude from the moment that I wake up throughout the day and even before I go to sleep at night. And that had such a profound impact on my quality of life because I realized that I wasn't practicing gratitude in my life only in the moments that I was receiving things, right? And when you realize that every second you're alive, you are in a state of receiving, it's a gift, right? Like there's people that unfortunately 
are just not with us anymore and they don't have this opportunity to have conversations like this so it's like it right now i'm just feeling so positive because i'm filling my heart with gratitude that the fact that i'm able to do this with you right now you know so it's little things like that that compound throughout my whole entire day and like you mentioned before you know fitness and health are those big things i sleep between eight to nine and a half hours every single day because i prioritize my day around sleep i get high quality nutrients in my body from the moment i wake up to the moment i go to sleep you know i'm always practicing mindfulness i practice meditation as well i take cold showers you talking about being positive and alert i just took a cold shower before this podcast i'm ready to go (laughs) (laughs) so you know it's again all those things compound into one and also always taking a moment to reflect back on my journey to this point in my life because I made a lot of sacrifices. I made, I sacrificed a lot of time, a lot of effort just to see my vision come to life. And I'm seeing it evolve in ways that I've never seen before. And every day I'm just so excited to keep walking up the stairs to that greater vision and that gives me energy, man. It, it just makes me feel so humble and powerful because I've proved it, man. You can accomplish anything in life. And to answer your, your other question as far as what do I do when I'm down is I do that exact same thing. I pause, I reflect And I realized, hey, this is a part of the journey. You know, this feeling down is normal. It's to say that you're never going to feel down is like, it's just a a lie to yourself, right? It's just embracing that feeling, accepting it, and figuring out ways to get yourself out of that rut as quickly as you possibly can. And Again, there's so many things that I do. Fitness, working out is one of those ways that de-stress, meditation, eating a high quality meal, talking to my girlfriend and venting to her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just practicing mindfulness, man. That's how I combat it. I love that, man. So so for anybody, because I'm pretty sure some people will have to get used to getting back outside of the house. Because a lot of people have been in the house for so long. So there's probably been some people that have been kind of like gotten into that pattern, just like waking up and just being on the couch or, you know, it's going to work. Maybe they've been less active. How would you recommend, especially if they've lost some of that discipline, maybe they were previously going to the gym. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't like as much times as they wanted to, but at least they were hitting the gym. How would you recommend somebody gets back into that, you know, that daily or weekly habit of going to the gym when they've been so, uh, used to just kind of being, you know, less active than usual due to the current circumstances. One big thing that I recommend is find something that you like to do. Like that's the big thing. So find something that you enjoy doing first, right? If you're going to the gym, you're like, oh, I'm, I gotta get through this workout. Like, dang, like I don't want to be here. You're not gonna want to show up 
three days, four days, five days a week. Because at one point, that's basically saying you're just going to drop off or skip days. And that's not what you're trying to accomplish, right? You're trying to get results. And you can't get results if you're skipping days and half-assing your workouts and things like that. So, you know, find something you love doing and then work from there. So, for example, if you like going out for a walk, if you like going out hiking, if you like going out for a run, if you like, you know, going to a group class at the gym, then do that, you know, do those things. And the more you do it, you can build that habit of going back to that lifestyle that you previously had. And then you could branch off from there and start to incorporate other things. Maybe you want to incorporate some weight training on top of that. Maybe you want to be more active in other areas. Maybe you want to start doing something you've never done before, right? So that's my go-to recommendation. Start off with something you like doing. And then everything else can be a supplement for that, not a replacement. Right. So what has happened since? Because I know last time we talked, you actually just got sponsored by Legion. I believe that's what it was, correct? That's correct. So what has happened since then for you? Is there any more sponsors? How have you grown since then? Because I believe it's been probably uh, about five, six, seven months since our last podcast that we did with each other. So, so what's new in that situation? Sponsorships. Um, we're going to talk about your program, obviously, because that's even come, you know, quite a way since, you know, we, we last talked about it. Oh, but uh, yeah. before we get into that, I do want to hear more about your own personal, like, uh, have you got any more sponsors or what other things are you excited about that's happening, happening to you right now? Oh, man, where do I begin? Uh, first thing that pops my head is we just became an official partner of Hyperice. It's the world's most powerful vibration technology company. So specifically for fitness, uh, they're partnered with the NBA, NHL, MLB, all the major uh, sports organizations, and they create performance and recovery products, the best in the world. So being associated with a company like this is going to, pave the way to a much brighter future for uh, what I call as my warriors um, and their progress and results, because now they're going to be provided this technology for their training, which means better performance, faster recovery, and faster results. So, so excited for that. Um, I'm a I'm a businessman, so it's like I also I'm from Jersey, so I'm a pretty uh <laughs> my mentality is like go out and get it now. Like there's somebody else that's trying to get it too, so you gotta beat them out. Get it now. Get get yourself in front of, of the right people. Show them what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how we can you know help build their brand even bigger and help build our brand even bigger. So super excited about that. We have Hyper Ice. Um, but the big major thing is we are going through a rebranding right now. So uh, in 2016, I started my brand Walt Workout, which stands for Walt Solves Problems. And, you know, it was a personal brand. It was something um, where I wanted to express myself 
and connect with people and help people along their journey, both mentally, physically, and nutritionally. And it evolved so much since then. Um, almost, we're going on, was it five years, six years now? And I'm thinking much broader. You know, I want to span across the world. I want to help people all over the planet. And I realized that I can't do that with a name that has my name in it. <laughs> it could be harder for some people to connect with it because I don't want my brand to be revolved around me. I want my brand to be revolved around you. That's the big thing. And I want to rebrand myself around that so that I can create something that's all inclusive where people can connect to and become a part of it in a way that's individualized according to each individual. And, uh, you know, it was a interesting process to kind of get to this point of having the self-awareness of where my brand is and where I want it to go. Um, but that process, uh, it's a story, man. It's a story that maybe we can, uh, we can get to on another podcast, but it, it's an awesome story, bro. <laughs> I like that. Cause you know, one of the things I always tell men, especially like, um, for the men who want to do more with their life, or maybe they're not feeling like they're, maybe they're not feeling like they're, like they're living their, their best life. You know, they're becoming their best self. They're maybe they're more. Uh, whatever the situation is, it feels like, I feel like there's there's always that thing in, inside people that says, hey, I want to do more than what I've been doing. I know I can do more. And I'm probably maybe depressed because I know I'm not doing it right now. I'm not living up to my potential. And I've talked about this on my podcast so many times because it's it's worth repeating. It's that vision, you know, that vision will pull you through. Mm -hmm. Like we, we talked about this in our, in, in our last episode that we did. If you don't have a vision for your life, that's typically when people uh, feel down and feel depressed so when you have that vision it's like okay I know where I'm going I know what I'm doing I know what I have to get I know what I have to do to get there right so I feel like vision definitely uh, provides a more uh, happy positive mindset but when it comes to uh, working out obviously what have you seen so far because you just started training again right so I've never stopped training um at uh, least for the okay. past 10 years since I began my journey um mm -hmm brief background in 2012 um i went through an incredible life-changing experience where after not working out for a year year and a half coming out of high school mm -hmm. um as an athlete and having a moment of reflection on my life after getting involved with partying drugs women and everything except my education, you know, I had a moment of reflection where I didn't even recognize myself in the mirror. How old were you at this time? Uh, this was 2012. So I was around 19, 20. Now I sound old. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, man. <laughs> but I'm in the hey, same boat as you. So yeah, yeah. It's not about the gears, it's how you make the gears count. 
Yeah, you, you know, I I hate when my, I hear I have a lot of friends and they're like, man, I'm I'm about to be thirty, I'm old, or you know, they just turned thirty and they're like, man, I'm. Old. It's just like, oh man, come on, like I'm happy to be like my age because because I'm twenty nine, and I'm like I don't make those same mistakes I did when I was younger. I don't, I'm not worried about like you know partying and drinking so much as I used to be or like my mind isn't just focused on that like like yeah. I feel so much better I'm not making those mistakes I did when I was younger yeah man like you know it's really a process you really just gotta you know if there's any anyone in that age range listening to the podcast right now just know that it's okay to fail it's okay to step out of your comfort zone it's you know it's okay to have these moments of reflection because I had that moment and I saw the trajectory of my life and I did not have a vision at that time. And that's okay. Because now that you realize you don't have one, now you can put your efforts into creating your vision of yourself. And that's exactly what I did. It was that day forward where I decided and I made a commitment to myself that I will not be that person anymore whoever I was, never again, I'm going to help other people that were suffering from depression and other things when they were looking in the mirror, looking at themselves. And I'm going to help them by giving them an opportunity to level up their mental skill sets, their physical skill sets, and their nutritional skill sets, because all three of those areas are what I call as the three warrior pillars. Those are essential for people's health, sustainability, and growth in life, bro. So it was that moment that really kind of paved the way to where I am right now. Um, and I love sharing that moment because it's, it inspired me and I use that to inspire others. Nice, man. So now that you're back training people again, because you are, right? That's what uh, they've allowed you to, to go back in the gym and start training people and all that stuff again, right? So I've completely transitioned in July of 2020 to complete online training. Okay. So I only do online coaching now after oh, 10 years of training people in person. Uh, started Walt Workout, which was primarily a online brand in 2016. And like I was saying before, you know, my journey has not stopped as far as pursuing my own personal goals. Um, and... I prioritized my energy towards helping other people in the past year because, man, people needed it, man. People really needed somebody there um, during this time. And I'm grateful to be that person to, to people, man. And I kind of had to put my, my personal goals secondary. And in a way, I just focused on improving my health, um, challenging myself by incorporating uh, solely body weight and calisthenic training, which I've never done in my life. I've always incorporated movements, but I've never been on a 
only body weight and calisthenics program, um, multiple throughout the whole entire past year. And it was an incredible, challenging experience that I'm grateful to actually commit to because it showed me so many things about myself that I would have never found out if I just was stuck in a physical location in a gym. And that's what I've helped other people discover as well during my journey in the past year. So what is the difference between using body weight versus weightlifting? What does that make a difference in the body or, or what are the benefits of each? The primary differences between calisthenics resistance training is just mode and methodology. So depending on your particular goals, calisthenics training may be more beneficial to you. So for example, if you want to uh, be more mobile, if you want to be more flexible, if you want to be, uh, if you want to improve in body weight movements, like the pull-ups, push-ups, squats, lunging, you know, you can do all of those things arguably with resistance training as well, but with body weight training, it's completely different from a skill level, also in a muscular endurance level as well. And also too, like where you do it, right? Because you can do body weight training, calisthenics anywhere. You don't have to go to a gym. So what are some popular uh, workout um exercises that people can do for body workouts so for those people who aren't going to the gym right now but they do want to work out they do want to be active but they're in their home and maybe they don't have weights what are are the most common popular ones that you would recommend for those people that's a great question nothing (laughs) i don't recommend exercises and i don't recommend workouts I know it's hard to believe this guy's brand is Walt Workout, right? Mm-hmm. And it's simply because people should not be following exercises. People should not be following workouts. People should be following programs. Structured, systematic programs designed around each individual's particular body, goals, physical limitations, and all of those things intertwined so that you are following an intelligent strategy in the long term. Mm-hmm. Exercises and workouts are just short-term gratification. You're just moving your body just to move your body with absolutely no intent or structure. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Workouts can be structured. You know, you can hit your chest and shoulders, your back and buys. You know, your legs and tries, but uh, where is that taking you? You know, where is the inner workings of all those things? What's the point of choosing those exercises? What's the point of that workout? How is that individual workout getting you closer to your goals? Did Is that workout or exercise designed to get you closer to your goals right like Mm -hmm. and and that's what i always recommend is follow a structured 
program because that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to break each one of those days, weeks, and months down so that you get from where you are now to where you want to be in a systematic, streamlined way. So, yeah. (laughs) Would you say a simple program let's say like someone wanted to make one up at home it would be like let's say if i wanted to do workout three times a week and i'm going to do 100 push-ups and 100 squats you know those three days of the week would that be good enough for a start or or what would you think um again it's not in specific enough essentially okay um choosing an exercise and choosing reps are just the kind of what I call as the macro level of things. Um, What I typically do um, with somebody who's trying to, you know, create a goal in the first place is I have something called telescope and microscope goals. Mm -hmm. And essentially what the telescope goal is, is just the long-term goal. And this is where you have to be as specific as you possibly can. So for example, let's say somebody is, I don't know, 20 pounds over the, their ideal weight, quote unquote, right? So they want to lose 20 pounds. All right. That's a good telescope goal, right? Is lose 20 pounds, but it needs to be more specific. So lose 20 pounds in four months. Boom. Now you can break that down. Okay. On average, you want to lose five pounds per month. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then now we're getting into what I call as the microscope goals. So the things that you're doing on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis, so that you know, you're making progress towards your goals, instead of kind of just going in a blind direction and hopefully trying to end up at this ultimate goal that you have, right? Mm-hmm. So microscope goals can be broken down into the smallest levels as far as your, your daily progress and weekly progress in, inside your workouts, outside your workouts, um, things that you're doing mentally to improve your skill sets as far as consistency goes. And... Um, you know, a number of different ways that you can kind of track your progress to get to that telescope goal. But ultimately, uh, the big thing is you want to use that telescope, zoom all as far out as you as you want to realistically. Mm -hmm. And then you want to grab your microscope and break that down so that you're ultimately getting to where you want to be. And again, that's all individualized. That's some really good keys, actually. I was going to ask you, so when someone is thinking about fitness goals, like whatever it may be, those are some really good keys right there. What else should people think about when they're thinking about what type of goal they want to create? What should they know? How can they make a create a better goal for them? And Mm -hmm. what what keys and tips would you give them when creating those goals? And especially things to watch out for as well. That's a great question. Um, the big thing is, unfortunately, due to social media and the world that we currently live in, 
society's expectations for a lot of individuals are what people's goals are. So building an ass and getting a six pack is primarily like the two things I hear all the time. Oh, I want to build an ass and I want to get ripped. And I'm like, okay, great. That's awesome. You know, why do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, just cause, you know, I want to feel Instagram. good. Look good. The Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no. Like, unconsciously, you've been programmed to want that to be your goal, essentially. And that's the number one thing is that don't set goals based off society's expectations and the people around you. You know, this has to be something deep inside yourself. It has to come from something because that's the only way you're ever going to be consistent discipline and persevere long enough to actually see it come into fruition Mm -hmm. so when it comes to making what that is ask yourself why and ask yourself why you want it over and over and over and over again until you finally get to that one thing that's going to get you up in the morning or that one thing that's going to get you to show up and perform and push yourself and get excited about. So when you find that thing, that is your why. And once you find your why, then you can start to kind of mold what your goals are based off of that so for example my why and my goals have changed and evolved throughout my whole entire fitness journey you know I am guilty I admit I wanted the same things as probably a lot of the listeners I wanted to get ripped I wanted to look good I wanted to be jacked I wanted to be strong you know and that's great. That's great goals to have. But when I started to ask myself the question, why? I noticed the answers were not meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know, back then to impress women, right? To look yeah. good. I thought by getting a six pack, I'm going to feel good too. Guess what? <laughs> when I got that six pack, I felt like shit. Because guess what? I'm in a deep calorie deficit. I'm depriving myself of carbs and I'm feeling like shit. I have brain frog. (laughs) (laughs) Brain frog. (laughs) Brain frog. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm losing sleep. Like ask anyone who's actually stepped on stage, like a bodybuilding Mm -hmm. stage, Mm -hmm. the leanest people on the planet and ask them how they felt during peak week, which is the week leading up to stepping on stage, everyone would be like, I was not alive during that week. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, the big thing is gravitating towards your why and pulling it from there. So again, for me, it evolved over the years and health has always been a priority for me. There's a quote that I live by. It's long-term sustainability 
over short-term satisfaction. And based off of that, that is how I train is I train pain-free. I train for health. I train for longevity. And there's so many ways you can incorporate all these different types of training goals and styles to actually live and fulfill that goal. So, yeah. So let's do like a little a little recap real quick for uh, people who didn't listen to us last time as well. I do want to get these down just to cover it. Uh, what are the most common mistakes that you see people make when they first start working out? Let's say someone has no idea what to do when they, when they first start working out. What are the most common mistakes that you see and how can they correct those? Yes. Number one, first thing that gets in my mind is they don't get a mentor. Mm-hmm. They don't get guidance it's when you're trying to figure out everything by yourself it's a very long and rough journey now i'm not saying hey you can't get to your goals you know without somebody else's help that's just not true if you are open to learning if you're open to challenging yourself for a long period of time, and you're also not afraid to fail. Yeah. If you're making progress, you're going to eventually get to your goals. But the thing is, is that time is limited. You know, we only have so much of it. So why would you waste your time making mistakes when you can get someone's help to kind of expedite that process and also prevent uh, mistakes from happening in the first place? And most often than not, it's the same mistakes that I always hear over and over again, as far as when they're trying to get ripped, doing higher reps, lighter weights, <laughs> when they're trying to bulk or build muscle, oh, eat as much as you possibly can. <laughs> it's okay, crush a pizza, chug a gallon of milk, you know, old school bodybuilding stuff. You know, it's things like that, that, uh, you know, it's just repetition over and over again. Um, and it can easily be avoided by having someone there to kind of guide you through that process. But so number one is a mentor. Uh, number two is nutrition based. It's not tracking your nutrition or you could even classify as not tracking your progress. Like that's the number one thing is self-awareness of what you're putting inside your body and the self-awareness of how much your body needs to recover. And it's, there's so many tools out there nowadays that can help you, you help, help you do this compared to the old school methods of reading the full food label, writing it down on a piece of paper, calculating it. And being like, oh, here's how much carbs and calories I've made. It's like, no, it can take two minutes by just literally holding up your phone and scanning a food label and pressing OK. And that's it. So that's the big thing, too, is like not tracking your progress, being aware of what you're putting in your body and how much you need. And I say last thing is uh, consistency you know people always see like oh like i'm consistent i'm disciplined it's like 
how many workouts have you missed in the past month? Yeah. Right. Okay. Are you tracking your progress? No. Okay. Do you have a coach, a mentor, trainer, somebody to help you during this process? No. And it's like, I ask those three things. I'm like, well, the trajectory isn't looking too good <laughs> as of right now. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that was yeah. another thing too. I can definitely see a lot of people they're turning more to YouTube, they're turning more to Instagram influencers, you know, that work out, they're getting their information from them, which may be a good or, or good thing or not, but there definitely is so much information. It's like how do you handle all this information? Which way is right, which way is wrong? And mm-hmm. you know, just finding a good trainer, you know, finding that good information, sometimes I think you do have to kind of test it out cuz there are certain people who definitely do want to train you for the right reasons, but there are definitely those others that kind of want you to keep going to the gym. So maybe they'll give you like just enough to kind of like show you some progress, but they just want you to keep coming with them and, you know, spending your money and all this type mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, what would you recommend like someone look for in finding a good trainer? Another great question. Um, I recently blogged, um, I recently blogged about the pros and cons of having an online or in-person trainer. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the major things is, again, it is something that's completely individualized on each person's particular goals and also strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. So the big benefit of first getting an in-person coach, mentor, trainer um, is having that one-on-one mentor communication where you can get immediate feedback. You can develop a, a closer one-on-one relationship with that person because we're human beings. We're just naturally meant to communicate, you know, in like in person, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you get that immediate application of what they're trying to teach you because they understand what your goals are. And hopefully if they are a great trainer, they've helped other people accomplish similar goals as you, if not the same goal. So getting that one-on-one approach is so, so, so important because they'll show you your, your strengths and weaknesses. They'll make the unconscious conscious and that's the big value and that's and that's also speaks for online trainers as well if you have that communication aspect um and the thing about online trainers is one it's obviously more affordable compared to in-person training um however there is that communication gap where you may not be communicating with your trainer on a daily basis. Some people need that accountability, right? Mm -hmm. Some people just need somebody to push them forward uh, and and kick their ass, you know, every workout, Mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes people just don't have that self-motivation to do it on their own. So again, finding that person should be based on what you know you need as far as to get you motivated to actually do the right things and also to doing your due diligence and research on that individual 
and what they specialize in. And I think that's one thing that most people don't do is they think that, oh, this person is ripped. This person is attractive. This person has a lot of followers. That automatically means that they, they can help you. And that's just not true at all. You know, yeah. no one's great at everything and not every person is going to have the skills, knowledge and tools to help you as an individual. So, you know, communicating with that person is obviously important, but also doing your own research is going to be very, very important as well. You know, another thing that I started recently discovering when I took on, um, you know, someone was training me, a personal trainer, it was the importance of form for one, because what I, what I started off with was kind of, I, when I first started working out, um, like around, you know, my teens or whatever, I didn't really know anything about form. I kind of just, you know, me and the guys, we just got into the gym and we're kind of like, all right, let's lift the heaviest weight we can. And, you know, let's just <laughs> we'll do something. And, and I mean, I got, we got some results, but over time, I realized how important it is for form. And so what can you tell people um, that don't know anything about form? Like, what are, the, what are those common mistakes that you see, like, um, when someone's not lifting right, or they're doing things too fast? Or, or what are the common mistakes there? Awesome. You're hitting me with a great question. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of value um, out of my answer. Uh, when I first started training when I was 15 years old, uh, one of my first mentors uh, taught me something so, so simple. And it's form over weight. Mm -hmm. That's it. Form over weight. And that has been my foundation. And of course, once you get further down in that journey, you your ego starts to kind of come into play right because you're starting to build more confidence you've you're, you have the more experience and things like that mm -hmm. so I always constantly got humbled especially after I push myself too far and I get hurt or injured right or something's something's not feeling right you know my shoulder is a little there's something going on, on my shoulder you know like mm -hmm. All I always go back to that my foundation, and I constantly get humbled um, because of that simple thing, form over weight. And over time, I realized that's actually a very common issue: is people are ego lifting because all they see is the super jacked people on the internet moving like eight hundred pounds, even though they're not even natural, and then they think that you can do the same thing too, or you can get as strong, or maybe you can move the same uh, heavy weight that's equivalent to you. And that's just, again, a short-term gratification approach. Mm -hmm. So I did my due diligence and I said, you know what? I want to specialize in pain-free performance. And that's exactly what I did is I got certified as a pain-free performance specialist by one of my mentors, Dr. John Russin. He 
completely changed my whole perspective on training in general for longevity. And I am so grateful to actually meet this man because he, if it wasn't for him, I would not who knows? I probably would have gotten injured one day. I'd be teaching people an improper way of progressing towards their goals. Who knows what could have happened, but I've taken his knowledge and applied that to my training foundation, my training principles. And most recently, I actually got my master's certification for pain-free performance. So now I've gained even more knowledge to help people live a pain-free life and to train without pain and and also train to optimize strength performance and recovery so to answer your question the number one thing that i've learned and applied with a number of my warriors is properly warming up and recovering so the big thing, and, and this no one t- talks about this, is how do you warm up? I was gonna ask, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask that. You wanna know why people don't talk about it? Because it's not sexy. You're like, oh, why is this person not doing squats, you know, or banded glute activation, you know, <laughs> for the ladies out there. <laughs> It's the one topic no one talks about because it's not an attractive topic. It doesn't get the views, you know, but it, what people don't know is it saves your body and it improves your performance. So how do you warm up? And again, warm-ups have to be individualized based on the style of training that you're doing and also the goal for that particular training day Mm -hmm. and how I structure that with my own, my own clients is we base it off of what we call is the six foundational movement patterns. And those six foundational movement patterns are the squat, the hinge, the lunge, the push, the pull, and the carry. And these are the essential movements that every single person on the planet needs to master in order to live a pain-free life. So for example, let's say you are trying to build strength and you want to build your deadlift, right? Mm -hmm we would be going through a hinge movement pattern warm-up where we break down a whole entire sequence of movements that is going to prepare your body for the hinge movement pattern by first going through what we call is myofascial release, which you can connect that to foam rolling, right? So basically, it's targeted. So we'd be focusing on the muscle groups that we'd be utilizing during the deadlift. 
okay? And then we would go through a, a whole entire sequence of going through a dynamic stretching. So it would be stretching out the muscles after we smooth them. Then we would be activating the muscle while also going through any type of corrective movements that might be hindering that movement from basically operating at best efficiency. So for example, let's say someone, uh, someone's hamstrings um, are too tight or someone's hips are rotating, which can be extremely bad for your lower back, right? We would go through a corrective movement so that you become more self-aware that your body's nice and straight and everything is nice aligned so that you're targeting the right muscle groups. Um, then we go through a full-on muscle activation. So we activate the key muscle groups for that hinge movement, like the hamstrings mm. um, primarily. And then we go through what I call is CNS activation. So activating your central nervous system, which is your fight or flight system. And that's going to be essential for when you start to put more load and more stress on the bar or the dumbbell if you're not doing any type of barbell deadlifts it's in a way priming your body for the stress that's about to uh, be inflicted on your body because training is stressful we're technically tearing muscles <laughs> like microscopically it's like actually not good but the benefit is what happens afterwards, the recovery aspect of training. Mm -hmm. And again, we go through a systematic structured process to properly recover. I'm not going to go into deep detail about that. Um, but I will say one of the biggest uh, changes that I've implemented recently in the past few years from my mentor, Dr. John Russin is what he calls is parasympathetic breathing. And essentially it's controlled breathing post-workout. So basically when you breathe, there's something called the vagus nerve. Shout out to vagus. <laughs> is that really what so, it's called? It's, so it's V-A-G-U-S. It's not okay, okay. actual vagus, but... <laughs> Okay. And basically, we can stimulate, and it will be well. Basically, it's connected to your central nervous system, but more particularly, it, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is basically the state that you go into before you go to sleep. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's that recovery, relaxation state. And think about it like this you just spent a whole entire 60, 90 minutes of stressing your body out mm -hmm. and then you want to hop in your car and go home it's like there's no transition point your body's still stressed believe it or not you, you actually are stressed when you drive too mm -hmm. so you're maintaining those stress levels so by just taking I kid you not five minutes 
after you work out to just go through box breathing what's deep that? breath so basically it, there's a lot of different breathing methods and techniques you can do um essentially the box method is a good five seconds in so and then a five second hold and five seconds out and then repeat what is that for five minutes it has had a substantial impact on my recovery just by implementing breathing post-workout for five minutes not only with myself mm-hmm. but with all my clients and i do it i actually leveled up from that i actually implement what um the, the man the myth the legend wim hof mm-hmm. and the wim hof method so I incorporate that as well on top of this and like, man, it's how I'm able to push my mind and my body so, so hard and still come back for more. It's because I emphasize warming up, preparing my body for the stress and recovering from it. Nice. So Let's uh, shift some topics real quick because I do want to get into nutrition. And then obviously we said we have to talk about your program as well. We'll do it. Some, some nutrition. How, how important, like percentage-wise, would you say uh, it is to reaching your goals? And also, what are some common, um, I guess, myths if you want to say, for example, like you said earlier, like some people are thinking, I can't eat carbs, you know, or some people are like, oh, I just want to do keto diet and just whatever it is. So how important is your diet? to getting to your goals and what are those common myths that, you know, the average person believes? Good question. Nutrition. It's a fun topic. I have to say it's a very fun topic, sensitive topic for uh, a lot of people because unfortunately, again, I I know I keep referencing social media and things like that, Mm. but, uh, it's people pushing their nutritional ideology on other people. That is the biggest mistake. Personally, for me, I teach people something called the flex diet. And essentially what it is, it's a combination of metabolic flexibility and flexible dieting. And I learned this, ironically, naturally, because when I first started as a trainer, I tried every single diet you can possibly think of. Primary reason was, is I'd never wanted to prescribe a diet protocol or a diet plan to somebody if I don't know how they will feel myself, right? So I implemented all the things keto i did all those things you know unfortunately for me i my body you know our our bodies are different some people need more carbs some people need less carbs some people need organic some people need non-organic some people need to be vegan some people don't need to be you know it can be detrimental to follow one of those diet protocols you know 
So basically what metabolic flexibility is, is just fueling your body according to the training. And the primary source of fuel for training is carbohydrates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say someone is keto. You can still be keto and still have some carbohydrates, right? Mm-hmm. Keto is not zero carbohydrates. <laughs> you know, some people want to go to the extreme and do that. But the primary thing is that whichever fuel you use, whether it's carbs or fats, mm-hmm you are programming and teaching your body how to use that fuel source. Okay. So no matter what protocol you follow, if you're all of a sudden, if you normally eat carbs before your workouts, and then you start eating fats, mm-hmm. your body's not going to be like, your body's going to be like, what the heck is this? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to use this for your squats or deadlifts like what Mm -hmm. but if you program your body to run on fats then your body will utilize more fats Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean you'll lose more body fat having higher carbs or higher fats or lower carbs and lower fats right Mm -hmm. the same fundamental principles still apply which is basically calorie deficit that's the secret to fat loss is maintaining a calorie deficit for a long enough time right Mm -hmm. and where this all connects is flexible dieting eating according to how you want to eat no restrictions right Mm -hmm. when you say you can't eat something Again, that's a restriction. And if you want to eat it, it's going to be a limitation. Because guess what? If all you're thinking about is having this thing, it's going to mess with everything else that you have to think about nutritionally. Because now your decision-making skills are based off of an emotion of what what you want. And then you're telling yourself you can't have it. So now you're in a depressed state. Right. So that's basically what I teach people is how to fuel their bodies for their training and recovery with whatever diet protocol that they want to hop on that gives them energy, gets them excited, and also shows them that they can earn what they want to eat simply because food is fuel fuel food is fuel and energy and when you understand that concept you'll notice that hey guess what i expended more energy today i can have this thing because it's energy and that's all it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's one reason why a lot of people do give up is because to them it's like a big sacrifice and if you haven't been uh like programming your brain to respond to that uh, sacrifice, you know, at a level like, you know, if you don't have enough willpower, I always hear that like, okay, I'm trying this new new diet, I'm trying this new diet, but I can't touch pizza, I can't have that, I can't have that. And after, Mm -hmm. man, like, 
three, four, five days are like, all right, then they're back in the fridge and they're just like binging on everything, you know? So I feel like that definitely is one spot where a lot of people do mess up. But I, I do want to ask before we start talking about your program, are there any foods that you recommend that everyone should have in their pantry? Ooh, great question. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with ooh, okay, hold on, let me let me think about this real quick. <laughs> All right. Wow. So again, I don't want to uh instill my own, you know, personal uh diet approach for my own particular goals, but generally from a nutrition and health standpoint, I'd recommend having most of your food choices based primarily around protein intake. So the number of things, for at least from my experience, protein intake is the one nutrient that is uh, neglected based on how people train and their recovery as well. So I, nine times out of 10 people that I work with, their protein intake is too low. Now, my recommendations are different for people who, for example, are vegan, right? So they don't eat meat, but there are a number of, you know, vegan food sources that you can utilize in your diet <clears throat> to get the proper amount of protein um that you need you know I like know, what examples um, i know tofu is the, obviously the most popular mm -hmm. um there's a lot of lentils as well a lot of bean products uh grains as well um i'm not fully vegan so i like this i like to think i'm a uh vegan by day carnivore by night <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I stick to the, uh, the green leafy veg vegetables throughout the day, the, the fruits mm -hmm. I have a smoothie, uh, that incorporates almost six different types of fruits, blueberries, pineapples, strawberries, bananas, cantaloupe, you know, blackberries, raspberries too, you know, all of these food sources are rich in antioxidants and, and vitamins and minerals as well. Um, and I put that in my body every single day. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot that you can do. Um, but from a overall standpoint, most people want to do one of two things, right? They either want to primarily, you know, build muscle or lose a little bit of body fat. And you can obviously break that down to much, much deeper, right? But at the end of the day, protein is that primary nutrient that we need. And we need to get more of it in order to properly recover and prevent injury and also perform better as well at your next workout because if you're not re properly recovered for your next workout then your performance is going to go down which means your progress and results are going to go down in the short term and the long term so uh 
obviously a number of meat sources for the meat eaters out there, you know, turk ground turkey, ground beef, steak, mm-hmm. you know, all, all, all the juicy stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> like pick something that you like that's high in protein, stick to it. You know, once you incorporate a whole bunch of variety and then you only pick at it from time to time, it's not going to be beneficial to you in the long term because you're not consistent with your your nutrient intake for your protein. So my recommendation is no matter what diet protocol you have, focus each and every meal based around protein, a green leafy vegetable, because we absolutely don't get enough micronutrients in our body on a daily basis from a number of green leafy vegetable sources. Um, And, you know, find something you like and stick to it. For me, it was broccoli, you know, (laughs) broccoli and asparagus. You know, once once I learned to love some greens like spinach too, like once you saute some spinach up, man, throw that into an omelet. Whoo, you're good. But once you find something you like, stick to it, and you can always make adjustments from there. Perfect. All right. And uh, so let's talk about your your program now because I didn't want to talk about it because it's a really interesting concept to me because you did want to combine gaming and and fitness. And so how did this come about? But then I I couldn't see it at first, but then eventually, um, you know, especially with what you just released on Instagram, uh, you know, different styles and like, I'm seeing it all come together now. I'm like, okay, this is actually a cool concept. I like this. So if you want to explain, of course, if you want to explain what it is and what is the difference between each of those things exactly? Um, It started off with a hobby just to do for fun with friends. And I just loved immersing myself in another world becoming other characters you know learning you know basically you know hearing stories you know challenging myself competing against other people you know I just gravitated towards that aspect of gaming but there's one genre that I always always went back to and that's role-playing games RPGs create your own character that aspect changed my whole entire life because I always wanted to be and build this character, but I did not know how to do it in the real world. And I don't think people understand that connection between the virtual world and reality. People aren't approaching it the same and I think it's because of one simple fact is when you're playing a video game you can fail without any repercussions you just hit the retry button you try again but when you feel when you fail in real life you know people take it personal egos get checked and sometimes you can't try again you only get one opportunity So fear 
is one of those things that also influences that divide. But what if there was a way that you can approach your fitness, your health, your work, and whoever you want to be in life with the same gaming mechanics and concepts as a role-playing game? And it was that question that haunted me for a long time. And a part of my life was actually revolved around that. A lot of the things that I've achieved were based off of grinding. There's a popular term for gamers. It's called grinding And essentially what it is, is repeatedly doing something over and over and over again to get some type of reward. And essentially all it is, is delayed gratification. That's it. You're doing something repeatedly over and over again, knowing that you're going to get a result. Mm -hmm. And I applied that concept to how I learned, my college career, my professional, personal training career, and absolutely anything and everything, including relationships. Hello. For the listeners that love listening to Kai about his relationship advice, (laughs) you can improve it. It's a skill set. And that's what I've create it is a way for people to grind and level up their skill sets in any and every area of their life and the way that i do it is by having avatars so fantasy characters that you can create and become that's truly unique to how you want to train who you want to become, and your particular goals. And I have four warrior classes. The first of which that I revealed was the ninja. And it's the avatar that I've been for the whole entire past year during the pandemic when gyms shut down. It's the body weight and calisthenics focused training class where you're mastering your body weight movements. You're mastering your flexibility, your stability, your body weight strength, your endurance, your speed, all these different areas without going to the gym, without equipment, really. And then I have three other classes. I have the Barbarian. I just started my Barbarian training today where I'm back in the gym. I'm, I'm, I'm smashing weights now like a true Barbarian. Think about any muscular beast that you can think of. And that is what a Barbarian is. And of course, with my ladies, I have the Goddess class. You know, the goddess class is far more than just 
building an ass. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what most women want to do nowadays. It's all about pursuing other aspects of training. Some women want to build their upper body strength. Some women want to just feel strong in general. Some women just want to be lean. Some people, some women want to be more athletic. You know, there's so many different goals, but the goddess class focuses on primarily training for females so that they become a true goddess in their eyes. And lastly, I have the orc class, the most powerful creatures on the planet. Think, you know, Thor, Bjornsson, you know, the mountain, world's strongest man, Eddie Hall too, all the big power lifters. And that's the power lifting class. People that just want to be strong and powerful. So I use each one of these warrior classes as a way to individualize people's journeys. And each one of these warrior classes specializes in a particular training style. And within each one of these training styles is what I call masteries. Things or I should say a journey, a lifelong journey of improving your skill sets to attain a certain goal. And that goal could be fat loss, muscle building, improving your power, improving your performance. It's whatever individual goal that you have that is that you're mastering, right? Because there's skill sets within them. And once you master those skill sets, you can improve and take things to the next level, become better and better and better. So I intertwine those areas to create a truly unique training experience. And then lastly, I break it down to individuals' skill level. So no matter where you are in your journey, there is a next level. So whether you're a complete beginner who's in, who wants to train as a barbarian and, and get big and get muscular, but has, has no experience inside the gym, mm-hmm. there is a level for you. You know, there is things that you can do as a beginner that can systematically teach you the right skills and develop your skills so that you can get to the next level And once you get to that next level, you can improve from there forward until you get to the, where you want to be as as far as an individual and what your goals are. So this system was uh, created in, in, in a many years of reflecting on how I can do this, but, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it actually started in that back that back whiteboard over there. Hmm. Uh just putting my mind on paper and making it a reality. I like it, man. So so where is this all heading? What what is the ultimate vision? Like where is this heading for you? So big thing for me is like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, 
I'm rebranding. I, I want to create a platform where people can become the best version of themselves mentally, physically, and nutritionally by intertwining the fitness and gaming worlds in a unique way that I believe is the best way for each individual to create the person that they can be. So my mission right now is first rebranding, coming up with a name and coming up with a new platform where people can work together and build a tribe and community with everyone else that's also going on their own journeys as well, or even possibly going on a similar journey as you. So in the future, I hope to partner with Microsoft. I have my foot in the door. I've had a business meeting with, with Microsoft. And um, the big thing is I need to build the tribe bigger. I need to get this everywhere. I need to show people how they can use my systems, my processes, my principles, and my tools to achieve their goals. And when I can do that, I can use Microsoft's infrastructure and also influence as well to build a completely new platform where people can access training features, simple things that track your training, workouts, your schedule, all these different things, as well as building a platform where you can communicate and connect with like-minded people or compete with other people as well. So that's in the pipeline in the future, but in order for that to become a reality, I need to build this new brand as big as I believe it can be. And it starts with people just approaching fitness in a different way and with an open mind and taking that jump and leap to just try creating the warrior you want to become mm -hmm. either by trying a program or getting one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. And I'll show you a way to get to your result, get to the results that you want to achieve in a fun, systematic way where if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to improve your mental, nutritional, and physical skill sets, then it will be a journey that will last infinitely. So that is my pipeline as far as the vision in the future as of right now. Awesome. All right, man. That sounds about good. I guess uh, we'll wrap it up with that. Thank you again for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. I hope everybody that is listening 
I hope you gained some good advice. And where can people find you at again, in case they didn't get it last time? Also, uh, before you say that, if you do want to check out the last episode we did, it is on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, uh, Google Podcasts, and four or five other platforms as well. So check that out as well. Yeah. Well, as always, Kai, thank you so much, man. Like, I was very excited when you when you allowed me to hop back on here so we could have a little little chat like we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know before the podcast, we, we, we talked about, you know, how much you've, you know, grown and improved, you know, since you started your first podcast. And, you know, I just love seeing your journey. And I'm grateful to be a part of that journey as well. So I just wanted to thank you uh, for allowing me to be, you know, part of your journey, dude. I love it. Thanks, man. Thank you. So, so where can people find you at? So you can find me currently on uh, Instagram at Walt Workout, W-A-L-T-W-O-R-K-O-U-T. So Walt Workout. Uh, you can also uh, follow my YouTube channel. Um, again, Walt Workout. Trying to build up the YouTube channel. Uh, record some more videos and uh, throw, on, throw them on there. Um, and yeah, we also have a Facebook page as well. Um, that's also Walt Workout. So you can uh, find me there. Shoot me a message and uh, let's chat. Let's talk about uh, becoming a warrior and becoming the best version of yourself. Perfect. And uh, everybody else, if you do want to follow him on Instagram, he does release uh, just multiple topics, mindset, pretty much like what we talked about during this uh, episode podcast. He does talk about, you know, uh, gym advice, uh, workouts, uh, you know, a bunch of different things as well. So he's a great guy to follow. Extremely positive, like I said before. And uh, yeah, everybody else, hope you enjoy this episode and take care, everybody.